The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Monday, November 2nd. Woo! Fun times to be hanging around because we have craziness abounding, including the Buccaneers and Giants, which we will preview now with Larry Hartstein. Larry, what's up, buddy? How's it going, Will? Uh, it's going good, man. Happy to uh, have you back. Love seeing your smiling face this morning. How'd you do uh, this weekend? Uh, decent weekend, um, three and one in the super contest. And I do have Tampa, but I laid 10 and a half in the contest. It's a little different story at 12 and a half, uh, three and two in the circus. So can't complain. Well, oh, let's talk about that. You have Tampa in the super contest. Um, and you said, as you mentioned, 10 and a half, that's where it was. It, there was some giants COVID stuff. It's popped back up. Obviously people are hammering the bucks. Uh, do you, do you like, still like the, I mean, you clearly love the Buccaneers as one of your five favorite bets of the week um, at 10 and a half. How do you feel about them at 12 and a half? You know, like it, but don't, don't love it to the same point. I mean, every spot uh, angle here favors the giants. I mean, the extra rest uh, that they had playing on Thursday night, you know, Monday night football, double digit dogs, historically 70% underdogs have been cashing, you know, 15 and eight um, in prime time. Um, and plus the look ahead spot, you know, the bucks have their big showdown next week with the saints. Um right. All of that said, then you get to the matchup on the field, like, you know, and, and it's just, it's a mismatch. Uh, you know, number one in DVOA, the, the Bucks, I think they've outscored their last, since being down 10 to nothing to Aaron Rodgers, 83 to 20 against the Packers and Raiders. So, and I kind of feel, I don't know, do you feel this is like deflate gate after that, where they just wanted to, you know, stick it to the league? I feel like Brady is trying to stick it to Belichick the way Belichick and Brady wanted to stick it to the league in terms of, they want to put up big numbers. So, uh, well, I, 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 I agree with you in the sense that I think Tom Brady wants to remind everyone that he's Tom effing Brady and he's playing for a coach in Bruce Arians who has never shied away from running up the score, from throwing the ball with a lead, uh, from, you know, trying to remind everybody that they like, like no risk it, no biscuit. I mean, I'm not saying, I mean, that's not like a, like, like bleep you two or anything like that. But I mean, I do think Bruce Arians is willing to allow Tom Brady to do what he wants. If he wants to keep throwing deep, even, even with like a 10 point lead against the giants on Monday night football. I also think Larry, there's sort of a, like Tom Brady can kind of sneak into the MVP conversation. If he's not already there, I mean, he's probably one of the five or six top favorites, but like, if you, if you, if Tampa is the best team in football and the number one team in the NFC, and they look like that's entirely possible. Tom Brady's probably going to be right there with like, it's going to take a, a heroic effort by Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers or something like that. Like if Tom Brady, if Tom Brady switches teams in the off season and then that team becomes the best team in football, he's probably going to win the MVP award. And I think that that means something to him because we, we were definitely after the first week, like, oh, Belichick, like, oh, like Belichick got Cam. And now, as you point out, they're, you know, they're, they're struggling. They were two and five. And Tom Brady's lighting it up. So 
yeah, I think there is some of that narrative, and it, I think it exists in primetime too. I, I, and he probably doesn't like the Giants. From a football, from a strictly matchup perspective, you're 100% correct. This is a disastrous matchup for the Giants. Their offensive line is horrid, and the Buccaneers have one of the best defensive lines in football, even after losing Vita Vea. Um, Jason Garrett is a, is beholden to running the football. That's what he likes to do. He wants to establish a run. They don't have Devontae Freeman. They don't have Saquon Barkley. He's going to like force feed Wayne Gallman into the best run, def- like the rest, re- best run front in football. And, and then when they're down like 10 or 14 points because they can't establish a run and, and the Buccaneers are throwing over a porous giant secondary, they're going to make Daniel Jones drop back with the Bucks be able to put their ears back. That's, I don't, I can't get away from that when I start to think about this matchup. And I don't, the Giants defense has been better than expected. And Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are both out, aren't they? Mike, no, Godwin is out. Uh, Evans is playing. Godwin's out. Evans is in, but I mean, Evans is in, but he's hampered for sure. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to the player props in a second, but like even with those injuries, I still just don't see how the Giants slow down the Buccaneers offense. Right. Well, you mentioned that the, the script of let's pound it into the line against a defense averaging, allowing three yards a carry. Nobody else is even close. 3.0 yards a carry with Wayne Gallman and then have this D to tee off on Daniel Jones. He of 34 turnovers in 20 career games. It hasn't gotten better this year. 11 turnovers in seven games. I mean, this guy so talented, but you know, I mean, you can count on two turnovers tonight uh, from Daniel Jones. I think yeah. I'll be shocked if he has one or zero turnovers tonight. And, um, and like you mentioned, Brady, 15 touchdowns, one pick the last five games. He's not getting touched five hits against him in the last two games combined by the Packers and Raiders, no sacks. Right. Uh, of course the bucks, you know, top of the league and second in sacks coming into this week. And Tristan Wirfs has worked out, but Andrew Thomas has not worked out. I mean, that guy has given up 37 pressures, six sacks tied for the most in the league. I mean, would they trade those picks now? You know, they went fourth and Wirfs went 13th. Oh, yeah. And oh, Wirfs yeah. has been amazing. One sack all year. So uh, you're saying like, like if, if Dave Gettleman could do whatever, he's taking Tristan Wirfs at four. And, 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 and I would. And, and, you know, part of that is like, part of that is, is coaching and development and the situation too, like playing, being the left tackle on a sturdy offensive line with Tom Brady as you're, you know, screaming at you all over the place is, I mean, I mean, I guess it didn't necessarily develop you faster. I just feel like it's a better learning environment, but I agree completely. Like Worfs has been substantially better than Thomas. And when you mentioned, you talked about Brady MVP and, and yeah, he's, I mean, he's playing great, but I think he's also getting credit for this defense that was unbelievable at the end of last year and has only yeah. gotten better. And now he's getting credit for supposedly teaching them how to win, you know. Um, but I mean, yeah, he's playing great. I don't want to take away from what he's doing, but and and the MVP always goes to the quarterback anyway. Right. But let's realize that this defense it is unbelievable. It's the number one ranked defense by DVOA, and now this does not include through. This is through week seven, so this is coming into week seven. Um, I mean, it, it, so DVOA for defenses for people that don't know. Uh, goes in the negative, right? So like a negative 100 would be an incredible score. The Bucks are a, a negative 29.9. The next closest team coming into the week was Pittsburgh at negative 19.4. The Buccaneers, and, and th- that adjusts for opponent now because we're into weeks, week, you know, seven weeks in. The Buccaneers are the best defense in football. They're number one against the run. 
excuse me, number two against the run. Pittsburgh's number one against the run. They're number one against the pass. That's the difference. The Buccaneers on the back end, the addition of Antoine Winfield, the development of, of like Carlton Davis and guys on that, on, in, in the secondary. And Todd Bowles, man, he deserves a head coaching look this offseason because he's doing a great job with this defense. That's the difference before. I mean, Jameis Winston would get this team involved in, you know, shootouts with bad field position and they, they were a young secondary that hadn't really developed. And now they're actually playing well in the secondary and creating turnovers. Uh, and they're the number one pass defense. And, and so if this defense is truly elite and the offense is also very good, like I, I mean, the Giants are, 19th in DVOA in terms of defensive effort. And they're actually 11th against the run. They can stop the, they're okay against the run. They can't stop anybody on the back end. And so I think when you think about this team in this matchup, again, Tom Brady will come out and throw. Bruce Arians will let him come out and throw. They aren't going to come out and try to establish Ronald Jones. They'll chunk the ball down the field and then let Rojo work. And at that point, it's going to be too late for the Giants. And that's sort of why the, I think they see the line is at 13 now. Um, let me double check it. William Hill to see. I'm seeing 12 and a half right now, but there are 13s out there. Uh, I got a, I got a 13 minus 13 plus 100. Oh, is what I'm seeing at on my local, which I guess is you'd almost rather take than minus 12 and a half. I mean, what, you know, maybe not. Would you rather have 12 and a half? Would you? I'd rather have 12 and a half. It's crazy. All these numbers that are relevant that didn't used to be relevant. I right. mean, I liked the 10 and a half because, you know, 11 is very, you know, 28, 17, 35, 24. It's not going to get that high. 24, 13, um, 11 is, but yeah, um, I would rather lay the 12 and a half. Than okay. Um, all right. So what's your, uh, so you're, you're obviously, I take it you're going to pick the Buccaneers. I mean, we're, what are we doing here? Right. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be on the Bucs. And you mentioned this, the, the, uh, secondary for the Giants, you know, the starting corner, James Bradbury has been great. The other corner is out or is doubtful tonight, uh, yep. Lewis, uh, for the Giants, their starting corner on the other side. That's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. That's a problem. So. Uh, anything on the over under for you? You know, it, it opened all the way at 47 and a half down to 45. Um, the unders have been coming in in primetime last week. You know, we talked Bears Rams easily came under uh, 17 and six in primetime, but. I think people are a little overreacting to the weather. I mean, I, it's going to be in the 30s. The wind is going to be 9 to 12 miles an hour, which is not terrible. And I just think we get the now down to 45, which is a key number. Yeah. Um, I'm going to lean to the over just because I think we will get the defensive touchdown or at least the defense setting up that easy touchdown. I think if, if the, the Bucks can do their part, you know, which is get into the 30s, um, the Giants can do their part and get into the teens. Would you like the, uh, the bucket? So would you rather go over or Bucks team total over 29 and a half? I guess would be the question. Um, I think I'd rather, uh, wow, 29 and a half. Uh, yeah, I think I'd rather go over on that. Yeah. Cause it, you're with the actual over, you're asking Daniel Jones to throw you some bones. And with the Buccaneers team total over, you know, I mean, they can win 30, 35, nothing. Right. Which is not, it was probably right. not going to happen, but that's not insane. No. And 31-10, you're right, does not get you over either. So, yeah, yeah. I think I'd rather have the team. Okay. A uh, couple of trends just to note from um, – and I think – I know that like Monday night, ascribing value to a Monday night trend is a little weird because it seems kind of random, but it is Tom Brady in prime time. Monday night matters. It's a, it's a standalone game. He's 14-9-1 in his career against the spread. In his career on Monday Night Football, he's covered on his Monday Night spots each of the last two seasons. That is 
uh, sort of important. The Giants over the last three years are three fifteen and one against the spread at home, worse than the NFL. One and two against the spread. That is eight percent, folks. At uh, as a home underdog, including eight straight against the spread losses. Um, they have not been given a full touchdown in any of those games, so I guess that matters. They're zero and three against the spread this year at home, and four and zero against the spread on the road. And um, let's see. Oh, Tom Brady since two thousand sixteen. 15 and 5 against the spread as a double digit favorite, 23 and 7 against the spread versus teams under 500. Like, every, Larry, every, I mean, everything about this game lines up to take the Buccaneers. Like, everything about this game. It does. It's, it's about whether they show up, you know, like uh, if they come focused, uh, like they have the last two weeks. And, and I just feel that they want to prove a point. It's not just about, uh, you know, getting the win and getting ready for the Saints. I think they're eager to put up numbers. I, I think I even think too that like Tom Brady will. This is just sort of who Tom Brady is. He will make a point of making sure they don't get caught looking ahead to the Saints. Like that's something that Tampa Bay, that's something that the Patriots always had, was an ability to stay focused on the week that that was in front of you and not worry about what was the next week. That's something most teams don't have, and I think that's what Tom Brady probably knows he is trying to instill in this team, which is like. If you can come in and win this week, you know, the rest will take care of itself. Don't worry about playing the Saints next week with the division maybe on the line. I feel like that's a fair assessment of what he wants to do in Tampa Bay. Yeah. And they, you know, just, if you just look at all the metrics since that week one, I mean, you know, they've covered, they've, they've outpaced expectations. I think four, one and one, the Chargers was that, uh, was that push game that they had yep. in the 38 31. Uh, but since that, I mean, that game kind of created value on the Bucks. Uh, it's catching the, the off season created value on the Saints and then week one created value on the Bucks. <laughs> and, uh, that- they, they, they changed the offense. They were like, all right, look, we're not, let's just do something that Tom likes. I mean, let's, you know, let's, let's maybe shift the blend to more like 70% what Tom likes and, you know, like less 70% like what Bruce wants to do. Yeah. And, uh, Fournette being back healthy is a big thing. Um, and yeah, and Brady's throwing deep this year, which, uh, he didn't really throw, uh, last year. Yeah. All right. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk some player props and DFS. The all new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Okay, so... Plenty of player props. You can check them all out at William Hill. And uh, by the way, that over-under that we mentioned is at 45 and a half now. So there's been some buyback on the, uh, on the over after it dropped a couple of points. It's, it, it's so wild how these lines move in 2020, Larry. It's not, it's not the same. I mean, you know what I mean? Like it, they, 
these things pop all over the place. It's, they, it, they don't operate like they used to. No, there's a ton more uh, liquidity in the market with yeah. so many more states. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just wild to me. Uh, all right, player props. Uh, do you want to go? You can go first since you're the guest. Okay. Oh, thank you. I have one I, I love. Tyler Johnson, over 35 and a half receiving yards. Mike Evans banged up, playing through the ankle injury. I think he'll, he'll probably catch a touchdown because he always catches a touchdown. He's caught one every game that Godwin's been out, and he's got six all year, and he catches those three-yard you know fades uh, when they get close. But you look at the uh, – Bradbury's going to take away Evans primarily. Then you look at the other corner, the starting corner is out. They don't really have a good backup option. They were talking all week in the papers about who's going to you know play over there. And Scotty Miller is really banged up with the hip injury, a groin injury. He's going to play probably. But I just think Tyler Johnson, over 35 and a half receiving yards, the last time Godwin missed a game, that was against the Bears. Johnson, four catches, six targets, 61 yards. Hmm. He's that 6'2 guy. He, he had that unbelievable catch in the Outback Bowl. I mean, I also like him to catch a touchdown. Uh, he's caught a touchdown in two straight now. Um, he's a great red zone target himself, and that pays pretty well. Uh, plus 275 to catch a touchdown and 18 to one to score the first touchdown. Hello. Tyler Johnson. So that's my first one. Uh, I like that. Yeah. Scotty. So, uh, Mike Evans is plus 110. Anytime touchdown score. Scotty Miller plus 138. Rob Gronkowski 163 and Tyler Johnson plus 275. I agree with you. I think that's, I think, and we're on the same page. I was going to say Scotty Miller over three and a half receptions or over three receptions, whatever you can find. I do think those are the spots to attack because presumably the giants are not going to put James Bradbury on Scotty Miller or Tyler Johnson. Like they're going to put him on Mike Evans and say, all right, beat us with Gronk, beat us with these other two guys, go for it. And I think Tom Brady will be perfectly willing to do that. Uh, do you, what about, so that I, I would say that I have zero problem betting the over on Scotty Miller catches, Tyler Johnson catches, and now with Miller, as you mentioned, banged up a little bit, make sure he's he's active. I think he will be. He always seems to play. He's always limited yeah, he's, and then he always plays. Yeah. He's like a tough he's like he's like the Tampa West Welker or something, it feels <laughs> like. Even if he doesn't even if he's much taller and faster. Um so over so that people people got mad when we don't clarify what we like. Like they, they were like like hardcore like somebody told me on Monday with the Bears and Rams, like we didn't do it. Like I was like, we hit everything. He's like, I lost everything because of you. I was like, what are you talking about? We nailed it. So Tyler Johnson over catches and receiving yards. Scotty well, Miller. I, I'm over. not sure about the catches. I, okay. I just want to go over 35 and a half over, receiving Okay, over 35 yeah. and a half receiving yards. Okay. I, I don't mind. I'll probably hit the catches too, but I, I agree with you. Tyler Johnson and Scotty Miller are the guys to target. Now make sure when you're betting this, if, you know, if Tyler Johnson's number gets up to 46 and a half, there's a lot less value on it. Don't, you know, don't take, don't don't log into your your book right before the kickoff and be like, oh, Brinson and Larry said to take the over on Scotty Miller, and you take forty six and a half, and he catches. I mean, on on, a, on Tyler Johnson, and he catches forty. You know, he has forty receiving yards because then I'm going to be celebrating, right. and Larry will celebrate, and you'll be mad. So that just to, as a point of clarification, um, any uh, what about uh, I got one more for Daniel Jones. Fire away. If, yeah, yeah. So his rushing yards. We we said you can't run the ball against this team. I mean, Wayne Gallman actually has been better than Devontae Freeman, 4.4 yards a carry. Uh, he's not going to have anywhere to run. I think Daniel Jones is going to have to do designed runs. Uh, he, his rushing number is 26 and a half. Mm. Now, we all saw what happened last week when he ran 80 yards, you know, and fell down. Uh, <laughs> but he's great, you know, running the ball. 74 yards, 
92 yards last two weeks over this total four of the last five games. I believe they will need to run him. I think, uh, you know, he might be running for his life running uh, six to eight attempts. I think he easily gets over 26 and a half rushing. I would tend to agree with that. And I'm just looking up. Uh, yeah, we saw, now this, this doesn't qualify as something that hit it, but I do think it matters. Uh, Justin Herbert against the Buccaneers, five carries for 14 yards, which it, it, my point is not that he dominated, but that if you look at the rest of their running backs in that matchup, he, it, it, Herbert reminds me stylistically of Daniel Jones in terms of the speed and athleticism, youthful quarterback, maybe prone to bolt out of the pocket and they couldn't get their running game going either. So I, I, and Herbert has been a lot more. Uh, patient in hanging in the pocket than Daniel Jones is. Daniel Jones will take off running. I also think, th- as you, I think you point out, they'll, they'll do design runs for him. Like they will use, you, you're not going to roll in and run the ball with Wayne Gallman. Like you're just not going to do it against the best run, the second best run defensive football. You're going to have to create some stuff and manufacture some looks for Daniel Jones. And I think that they will be creative in trying to do that. Um, do you think, the, Jason, Garrett, do you think Jason Garrett does like off tackle to Wayne Gallman on first and 10? Absolutely. Like from the 25. Absolutely. Try Do you think they want the ball first? I got a buddy of mine who, when we play tennis, he's like, he doesn't really want to serve first. Cause you, you always should want to serve first. But he's like, I, you know, it's like, I, I don't, I'm not, my serve's not great. So I, like, do you think, do you think they want, they're like, man, I hope we lose the coin toss. Or they're like, I hope we win the coin toss so we can defer. They'll defer. Yeah. They, probably. Um, I, what about these, uh, rushing props for Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones? So Fournette's total rushing yards, 45 and a half. I, I kind of like that over because in theory, this is a garbage time blowout. And I would bet that if that is the case, that they will not have Ronald Jones running the ball late in this game. I think it will, they will turn to Leonard Fournette and let him soak up some carries in that offense uh, with a double digit lead. So I would, and he, he'll break one. He doesn't care. You know, I mean, he can, he can grind out 46 yards in, in, a, in the fourth quarter. Although I thought Le'Veon Bell would do that yesterday and that cost me a butt ton of money. So whatever. Uh, he got 40, 40 snaps last week and Ronald Jones only got 31 and uh, Bruce Arians has been raving about uh, how good Fournette looks and he basically hadn't played since week three. So he's fresh. And uh, yeah, I like that. I like him in the receiving game too. six catches, uh, seven targets last week. And they basically said he's going to be our pass catching back, which is funny because that was not a strength of his uh, coming out. Uh, but Ronald Jones is really not good at that. And uh, so I think Fournette, uh, I, I might like his receiving yards. Do you have that number? I do. I have a – well, I have his over receptions is two and a half. That's not a bad little spot there either. And his over receiving yards – I had it in front of me. Over total rushing receiving yards, 67 and a half. And over total receiving yards, 18 and a half. Yeah, I like that. Ronald Jones's over total receiving yards is 10 and a half. And juice to the under. Wow. I guess it's going to be a Fournette game. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just think it's because Arians came out and, and basically said, you know, Fournette's our hurry. He lies guy. all the time, though. Like, he's a liar about running backs. <laughs> That's true. I do like the 18 and a half. I'm going to go over 18 and a half on okay. that receiving. All right. So Tyler Johnson and we like Tyler Johnson TD. Tyler mm-hmm. Johnson over receiving yards. Mm-hmm. Leonard Fournette over receiving yards. And I would go Leonard Fournette. Uh, over total yards too. If you had that rushing and receiving as well, sixty-seven and a half. I think technically you're getting a little burnt on the math there. No, it's actually that equals out. 
right? Well, you are getting a little toasted on the math, but I mean, like it, you know, if you have one long catch, it can, you can win both of them. Right. And God went out. I mean, that was nine targets last week uh, that, that are going to go elsewhere. Yep. So. Absolutely. Uh, I would take the under on Tom Brady passing attempts at 34 and a half too. That's a really high number. That is pretty high. What has he been averaging? I have to check that. Check his game lock. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think that, well, I mean, you don't want to. Tom Brady averages 268. He averages 38.3. So, you know, and look, a lot of these props are built based on the, the averages, right? Uh, although the one game, see, the game I would look at is the Green Bay game. Right. right. Wasn't competitive in the second half. 27 passing attempts in that game. Yeah. Uh, against Carolina, who they manhandled 35. Took care of business. Man, maybe, maybe he's just going to throw. I mean, he's just throwing a lot. So a lot of the game. Carolina game was a one score game until Fournette. Until Fournette ripped that off. Late. That's right. It wasn't really like the blowout. Probably the Packers game is the only game that we think might have the same type of you know, game script. Potential. And the Packers just gave up. I think the one difference is the Giants won't give up. (laughs) Like, they won't just quit, right? And, uh, by the way, against the Raiders, they won by 25 points, and I know that, but, like, they were just bombing it away in the second half. Maybe that's just what they're going to do now. Yeah, But that was a seven-point game, I think, later. It was close, too, yeah. Yeah, The the Packers was just never close after they, basically, the entire second half. All right, uh, let's talk a little DFS. Your man, Tyler Johnson, who, by the way, RJ, the last time the Bucks were in a showdown spot, RJ White was on here. He was like, Tyler Johnson is an autoplay at $200. He is now, Tyler Johnson is now, if you want to, if you want to roster him, he's, I think he's 7,200 for a captain and he 40, has 4,800 yeah, 4, right. to play. But uh, what's, Miller, um, Scotty Miller is 8,600. I, I just think there's more value on, uh, Tyler Johnson at that. Yeah. Point. Yeah. So I think a play here, if we're assuming a blowout game script, you either need to – I don't know that Tom Brady is going to be a guy who just, just just laser locks on one receiver, right? That's not really his style. So if you want to – I mean, Tom Brady's the obvious captain, right? Obvious. Obvious. You, you almost have to, you know. Yeah. I think Fournette is, is, an, is another option, but go ahead. Yeah. I think – but I think you can go with, like, Tom Brady, Fournette, Gronk, can we get Tyler Johnson in there? That leaves us 7,500. And then each. I actually, this was my lineup. And the next two are the Bucks D and Darius Slayton. You can't get, I don't think you can get, you can get Gallman. You could get the Bucks D and Gallman. Oh, I did, I did, I did it wrong. I did Gronk as the captain, not Brady. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's I, with Brady as the captain. You get yep. Gronk, you get Fournette, you get Tyler Johnson, you get the Bucks D and you get Wayne Gallman, who should get a bunch of dump offs, uh, in the second half. Yeah, that's uh, a good point. So it depends, if you build, it just depends on how you want to build, like you want to, you want to build these in the way that you think the game script will go. And if we think that this is going to be a true blowout and the Bucks D will want to flex its muscles, then you absolutely need to, um, you know, to, to limit your exposure to Giants players in this. You have to have one. So I think you, you target a Sterling Shepard or a Darius Slayton or a Wayne Gallman. As you point out, I don't know that you can mess around with Evan Ingram. He's been, his A dots been very low. They aren't throwing down the field to him at all. He's, he's basically Jason Witten. And I do think there's a, if I was doing a sneaky captain choice, I would say either Gronk or the Bucks defense. Uh, 12K for Gronk, 11.1 for the Buccaneers defense. 
it's, I mean, I think it's possible, Larry, that the Bucks defense just like completely annihilates the Giants tonight. <laughs> like it's entirely possible that they want to show up and, and flex on Monday night football. Yeah. And you, and you, somebody pointed out that the Giants best games have come against the division. They have looked pretty good against the division, you know, the Eagles and, and Washington, very close games. Uh, the Cowboys, they put up 34 points, but then like when the 49ers came to town, uh, they, obl- they obliterated it. That's a Jason Garrett staple, actually. <laughs> yeah. And back in Dallas, right? Yeah. They he got- used to always dominate the division. Then he would stink against everybody else. Uh, okay. Good show. And uh, any, uh, any sleepers for, uh, for down the, the cheap range? You know, um, I like, you know, Tyler Johnson, we talked about. I think the, the issue with this lineup that we're having is you have to have Mike Evans not have a breakout, not have a dominant game, and, you know, which is asking a lot with no Godwin. Uh, yeah. But you're right. Brady spreads it around, and James Bradbury, um, I think, will be okay there. Uh, two guys I think that are worth taking a peek at. Actually, three guys I'll just point out. Uh, one, Ryan Suckup is the Buccaneers kicker. And he's 4K, which is not, you know, crazy. But if people are making a choice between Wayne Gallman, the starting running back, and Ryan Suckup, they'll probably go with Gallman. It's very possible that the Buccaneers get a big lead and kick a couple field goals late in the second, in the second half. And then Suckup ends up putting up a pretty good score. Uh, Golden Tate at 3K is not a terrible option. Daniel Jones looked his way last week and Cameron Bray. Yeah, he hadn't done anything, but we saw in uh, week five uh, at Chicago, five catches, 44 yards. He has a TD on the season against the the Chargers. He's sort of buried behind Gronk, but I mean, if he, you know, if he, if they get up big and they rest Gronk, and they're still sort of throwing late in the game, like I could see them if they're up huge. I don't think they're going to trot Gronk out there for major second half snaps if they can help it. Right, Gronk has emerged, and everyone's saying he's back in shape and everything. But I mean, just expecting the same volume every week, it, it might be a little too aggressive. Yeah. Is there, yeah, you can't know if you play LaShawn McCoy. You did something crazy to happen. <laughs> or just a huge lead. Uh, okay. That's it. That's a show. Good stuff, Larry. Let's go, uh, let's go win some money on Monday night, buddy. Enjoyed it. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.